while it has been something of a newsworthy day, kind of, eh, there's one big, big thing with uh, Mike Elston following Jim Harbaugh to the NFL. Unfortunately, well, we'll kind of work that in here because we're taking your questions. It's my personal final show of the week, but we're, we're looking at uh, a Tuesday episode. And it happens to be the Michigan Mailbag. We're going to do it here on this episode of Locked On Wolverines. You are Locked On Wolverines, your daily podcast on the Michigan Wolverines. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Happy Tuesday. We're back and doing it. Locked On Wolverines podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, where it's your team every day. I am your man on the ground, Isaiah Hole, publisher of Wolverines Wire through USA Today Sports Media Group. I know I said we were going to do this Wednesday, but because of just kind of how everything ended up going, we're doing it Tuesday, right? I said we were recording it on Tuesday. That still holds true. So we're doing it on Tuesday. We're going to go right to our uh, leaders and best, starting with James Crudup at James Crudup 6. If it was your call, excuse me, if it was your call, is Jawan out after this year? Are there any names you would like to see take over on the basketball side with essentially zero NIL movement for basketball? Are they set up for failure? Uh. It, if it was my call, unfortunately, yes, Jawan, um, it's been two really bad years. This year has been a debacle. Does not feel like when you start having like Phil Martelli, you're going to be the head coach of this game, right? Like that, that starts to become like beyond problematic. You know, it's just silly season over there. And I, I love Jawan. I really do. I'm not going to call for his job really. But at the same time, I, I feel like this is a program on the decline. So, Yeah. As far as names, I'm not that well-versed in overall college basketball to be able to intelligently tell you who should be the next head coach, right? I mean, there's going to be names thrown out there that are obvious, the Shaka Smart types. That would be fine, right? (laughs) But I don't know. Um, As as far as uh, with NIL and everything like that, yeah, I do think it's kind of in, in this new era. I mean, in a weird way, though, NIL does not really feel like it's affecting. I mean, maybe I'm just not paying attention. I, so I could be very wrong. It doesn't feel like it's affecting basketball in the same way it's affecting football. Right? Like, it, it's always affected basketball in some degree, even when NIL was essentially not legal. But um, it's just there, there's the, the bigger names in sport tend to be on the football side. So I feel like a lot of the money goes to that. And I feel like, I, I do feel like Michigan is certainly behind the eight ball and is playing catch up. And I feel like basketball is going to get its, its uh, what, what it's going to get after football gets theirs, right? So yeah, I do feel like it's kind of set up to fail to some degree. It, it's Michigan basketball is going to sacrifice so that Michigan football can run, or at least so it could run in the past. Josh Barjadiki. Uh, not much of so much a U of M question, but obviously Michigan's success is, this last season has driven OSU into a somewhat crazy place. They're clearly building a win everything or bust team. So what's the fallout if they bust, especially if it's a loss to Michigan again? Um, I mean, fire everybody probably. I mean, I say that I thought that that would have happened. I thought if Brian Day lost two in a row, I thought they were crazy enough in Columbus to say unacceptable because they think that beating Michigan is their birthright. So to lose two. I, and I think that, uh, I think that he, given everything we've talked about, <laughs> and I don't want to end up on John Books or Jay Books, uh, I don't know if his name is John. I just have a friend named John Book, but I don't want to end up on Jay Books' uh, Twitter feed again. 
but I mean, we've talked about the catapult stuff. I, I'm, I've heard from multiple people that that is so very true, even if they don't want to believe it. I think that if you couple losing to Michigan again and that stuff getting out, if anyone's willing to go on record about it, there are people that I, that I have, that have corroborated it that will not go on record. And that's kind of part of the problem right now. So I think that they've already been in desperation mode. And that was an exclusive to Michigan with the catapult stuff, but um, that was more of a, well, the one that I know for sure was Maryland. They had Maryland's signals that Maryland had uploaded to their catapult. So yes, I am just throwing it out there. Um, anyway, I'm throwing stuff out there. Anyhow, um, what's the fallout? Probably fire everybody. Sorry, I lost my 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 train of thought there. Anyway, uh, let's move on. Jonathan Joseph at J Joseph twenty one fifty six. Who are you most excited to see next year break out? I think that would probably be Samaj Morgan, right? We've talked about the big jumps from year one to year two, and I, Michigan's going to need him on top of it. And I think you can add in, like, you know, whoever ends up being the quarterback, if it's uh, Orgy or Denegal. But uh, Samaj Morgan can be a really, really special player. You'll, you'll hear me talk more about Samaj on one of these uh, episodes coming up next, uh, coming up later in the week here. But uh, I, I just think that he, you know, what we saw those glimpses his freshman year, that's usually a pretty good glimpse of things are going to really skyrocket following years, and they really need it to for him. So, because they need wide receivers to really step up. So, that would be my pick. Uh, Spencer Whitmore finishing us out, only four of the victors, sorry, the uh, leaders and best uh, at Spencer Whitmore. Will Juwan finish the year? I know it sounds crazy, but this team is unwatchable. No harder team unity. Yeah, I think he'll finish the year. I don't think there will be, unless he himself decides to step down, uh, I feel like they'll let him have the dignity, you know. Like, again, I don't know if he's being let go or not, right? But if he is, and I think that, that if it was my decision, I, I would make that call, but you, they would give him the dignity of letting him step down, right? And I don't think he'll necessarily do that before the season. They'll let him see it through and whatever. So that will be that. Uh, so shortest segment one on the mailbag in a long time. But that works because these things always run long. Anyhow, all right, let's move on. Uh, let's go to the Victor's Valiant. I don't know why I'm talking so slow. <laughs> That's where we're at. Before we do move on, listen, if I had an extra $100 in Vegas, I would put it all on the number 33 and just let it go. No, I wouldn't. I'd probably put it on black. I think that was the first thing I did. When I got the first time I went to Vegas, but it wasn't with a hundred dollars, it was five dollars. But you know, you can multiply it, you could lose it all, you could go to a fancy dinner, uh, at least for one, you know, get a pretty good steak, maybe not a Wagyu steak, but you get a good one. Anyway, game time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, and comedy and theater events near you. Right now, all users will get a hundred dollars off when they buy a big game ticket with code Vegas100. That's why the hundred dollar thing. With killer last-minute deals, all-in prices, views from your seat, and their best price guarantee, Game Time takes the guesswork out of buying tickets. And listen, there are so many times where it has been difficult to get tickets to big events, right? I'm sure a lot of you uh, resorted to uh, the secondhand market to get Rose Bowl or National Championship tickets. But with Game Time, you know you're getting the lowest price. You can see where you're sitting, uh, and you can find tickets to any event in your area. That's how amazing it is. 
So they're obsessed with finding ways to help you save money on tickets. Game time has deals on tickets right up to the start of the event, even an hour after it starts. That could have been useful when I saw James Arthur with Sarah because uh, we uh, wanted different, uh, we were general admission. We wanted to sit up in the balcony, we thought. Anyway, it's the place to find last-minute seats, find exclusive flash deals and sponsored deals on tickets for football, basketball, baseball, concerts, comedy, theater, and more, and with zone deals. You pick the section, and Game Time picks the seats for big-time savings. I saw a zone deal getting you into the uh, the Lions' second playoff game for, like, $350. So that's how, how good it was. When they get in, the door price was, like, 1100 And the Game Time guarantee means you will always get the best price if you find tickets in the same section and row for less. Game Time will credit you 110% of the difference. So take the guesswork out of buying tickets with Game Time. Right now, all Game Time users get $100 off of a big game ticket with code VEGAS100. Terms apply. Just download the Game Time app. And use the code Vegas100 for $100 off of a big game ticket. Download game time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. All right. We are continuing on with the Victor's Valiants. Jim at Jim in the North, how does the O line look next year? And do you think Edwards will come out as a feature back who gets hard running yards? I know that was kind of the plan. I'm that's kind of wonder like if like the in between the ears part for Donovan was him trying to do things that maybe you know we saw Blake Corum go from being the Donovan Edwards type home run hitter to having that shiftiness right he didn't have that shiftiness in 2021 necessarily right and it was in 2022 it was kind of sudden because there were I know there are gonna be people who say that that's now he was always that no the whole talk was who's gonna be that back that gets you that extra yard you know it was like who's it gonna be who's it gonna be and it ended up being <laughs> Blake Corum uh, so I think Donovan maybe was trying really too hard to kind of add that to his arsenal, but I still think he could be that. As far as the offensive line, I feel pretty good about it, right? I think like, you know, Miles Hinton's coming back. You had Josh Preeb. Greg Crippen's been waiting his term. Joe Alhadi would have been a starter if it wasn't for playing behind Trevor Keegan. And um, and then uh, the other guy, who's uh, Andrew Gentry, probably. I mean, I feel pretty good about that starting five. I still think it could be among the best in the country, if not the conference. Uh, I would take that starting five over what, whatever Ohio State's throwing out there, to be honest. Uh, so uh, I, I do think that Edwards could be that. I think that they'll just mix things up, but I think they need to be able to get Edwards the carries because he's a, he's a volume runner. You know, two yards, four yards, three yards, two yards, one yard, six yards, nine yards, two yards, 20 yards. You know, it's just he gets better usually. National championship game notwithstanding. Uh, do you think more under more Michigan will uh, maintain the Ohio State first policy that has served them so well? Yeah, I asked Cheryl more about that at his introductory press conference, and he said absolutely. So I, I think that they will. Hopefully they do. I think that um, that's important, but you don't want to see the shift, right? Ryan Day said the same thing, right? Like, we're, we're just going to keep doing what Urban did, and it just feels like maybe they didn't. Mark Z at Mark Zimke, why did football players stop using mar- mouthpieces? They just sort of dangle and flop around. Seems distracting. Honestly, I couldn't answer that. I have no idea. Good question, but that would be something I'd have to ask in a season probably because I I honestly didn't really notice. Anton Sesmita Mangala asked Sesmita Mangala, personal opinion here, Harbaugh did as much as he could for Michigan, and he would have held the program back if he stayed longer. This was the right time for him to move on. The program will now be more stable. Why do we act like the sky is falling because Jim left? Well, because... He finally got over the hump, won the Big Ten three straight times, uh, won the national championship, and is plundering the staff at the moment. So, um, but, you know, it's not the sky is falling, and I, I, we've covered that in previous shows about the whole, you know, 
keeping the same scheme is more important than keeping the coach. You know, to me, that's what I think. Jared Book at Book's World. Uh, any validity to Joe Cullen rumors? Also, would you personally like who would you personally like to see placed in that DC role? I put you a little higher than I would have because I wanted to. Uh, there is validity to the fact that Michigan's looking at Joe Cullen, but they're competing supposedly with the uh, Commanders and Seahawks for his services. Joe Cullen being an uh, Don Wink Martindale acolyte. And I, I was corrected on Twitter during this that I said, because I put on Twitter, like he was like the architect of that defense. And someone said, that's not true. All right. I, I could be misinformed. But uh, nonetheless, uh, who would I like to see get the role? Wink Martindale, who just so happens to uh, have Michigan interest, according to Matt Zinitz. Right before I started recording this podcast, saw the tweet. Got home from a, a church event and saw that. And I'm like, okay, that's. That's what I'm looking for right there. So that would be a grand slam. I'm not the one at William Cawthor 9. Do you know if there's any truth to the Kenneth Grant rumors of him entering the portal? Uh, he's not in the portal. So it's, I, I know there's going to be, there's going to be rumors about Mason Graham, Kenneth Grant, Will Johnson until they're out on the field in week one, really. I think Michigan will find a way to retain him, but losing Mike Elston hurts. Losing Jesse Minter hurts. Losing Ben Herbert hurts. So they've got to knock it out of the park with some really good coaches. And I think they can. So if they get Colin or if they get Martindale, I think you can satiate them, throw a little NIL money their way. You know, when I say a little, like not just 70 grand, like you got to throw a lot and you got to keep that nucleus together. I'm sure a lot of a lot of the NIL money and the, those who stay, I don't know what the percentage is, but I'm sure a lot went to Donovan, Macari, and Rod Moore. But those were the three that really came back that uh, could have left. But then after that, I think you've you've really got to take a hard look at those three three players and say, what do we need to get you to make sure that you stay? Don't just throw out a, a ludicrous number, but let's what realistically will get you to stay. You know. Sharon Moore is the first, continuing here, Sharon Moore is the first African-American coach in Michigan history. Usually things like this are mentioned more. Why do you, don't you think it's being talked about? It's being talked about, but he already kind of, it kind of more so got talked about more so when Mike Hart uh, coached in the second half against uh, UNLV. And then it was talked about a little bit when Sharon Moore had his first stint as the interim coach. I know he's the first like permanent head coach. I mean, it got talked about. He, he He's talked about it. And I've seen articles about it, but I just don't think it's like the head story while he's continuing to put uh, everything together, you know? Can the entire basketball team transfer? I mean, it kind of feels like, I mean, not a good situation. It's just, it's terrible. Uh, that's all I got to say about the basketball. James Kovaleski at Coach underscore Kovo was pretty cool seeing Sharon Moore sitting in the front row of the wrestling match versus Iowa last week. He was up on his feet getting fired up and cheering on the guys. He just seemed so genuine down to earth. How would you describe his personality from your interactions? Down to earth, like really chill. Uh, I would say that. He's probably going to be mad at me, but he calls me boss. He calls everyone boss, I think. He's like, thanks, boss. You know? So <laughs> I, I think he's, he's really chill in personal interactions. Then you like to see him fired up. Like the way, like look at his uh, Twitter avatar, which I took. It's like him screaming, you know, smash, I believe. That was when that kind of started as the offensive line coach. That was in 2021. and. It was like, I remember even saying to him, like, I didn't, you know, normally you were just like this, like, kind, gentle, sweet guy as a tight ends coach. And suddenly 
he, he's got a fire under him. And I, you know, whenever he leads the offensive line out, he's always screaming, let's go. And, you know, it's fired up. So it's, it's a little bit different, uh, but I mean, he's, he's a great dude. So I'm very excited for him. But as far as like his demeanor and everything, yeah, he's, he's just very chill, but in a, in a good way, not in a, like I'm, I'm tired and lazy sort of way. Like I, you know, I'm sleepy all the time. He's not chill like that. Anyway, Clark at blue for life eight besides quarterback, what position battle are you looking forward to the most? That one's hard. Um, Running back, but not necessarily because of just, you know, I think Don will be the number one guy, but I want to see who the other guys are because it's kind of a loaded room right now, right? Like, you feel good about Kalal Mullings. Everyone kind of wanted to see him more this last year. Obviously, he had his injury issues. We all thought we'd see more uh, uh, Ben, you know, the the freshman running back. We, thought, we all thought we'd see Ben Hall and uh, Cole Cabana. I know he had some injury issues at some point. We didn't really get to see him. And then you add Jordan Marshall. Like, that's a loaded group, and you just hope that it's uh, managed well. But it's, you know, because you don't want a 2020 situation on your hands where you're like, man, so many guys, how do you stop it? Well, Michigan stopped itself. So, but I want to see who earns those, you know, who's going to be, you know, one, two, and three. Because it might not be Donovan, Kalel, and then the next guy. It might be Kalel Donovan. I don't know. I think it will be Donovan Kalel. You know, we've seen more of Donovan being able to uh, to kind of do the job more so in 2022. And then obviously he balled out in the national championship game and against Penn state uh, this year. But I think that uh, that, that could just be a big question mark, right? Cause there's just so many guys who really could come on strong. Ben Hall and Cole Cabana entering year two could really take a big step forward in my opinion. Uh, David G Van Reenen at X Neil 07. What great ideas do you have for running backs coach? Thank you for your podcast. I appreciate, appreciate that. I mean, Mike Hart still, and I know that everyone's, uh, you know, kind of concerned cause he hasn't really seemingly been doing anything. Someone else asked it. I'll give him a shout out when we get to it. Uh, where is he? I believe he's on a leave of absence. I was told, um, that doesn't mean he's gone. You know, maybe he's entertaining other offers, but at this point, like how many other offers are there? So I don't know, you know, like if this was like a month ago, then certainly there'd be other offers. But at this point, you know, most staffs are kind of filled up Michigan being one of the few exceptions at this point. So, uh, I would still be my cart. That would be my great idea to be honest. And if he moves on, then we'll, we'll kind of come back to the drawing board. Perry Mitchell at Perry Mitchell 08. My favorite uh, Wolverine has always been Denard Robinson. What player, post Lloyd Carr, has been the most enjoyable for you to watch, not to cover or interview? I mean, probably Blake Corum. But he's also probably been amongst the most covered interview. Blake Corum uh, would, I think, easily be it. I mean, Denard was up there, too, of course. I mean, he just was electric. But, uh, I mean, what more did you want? Blake Corum had timely runs, big runs, you know, called game multiple times. Um, I can add a couple to that on defense. Uh, Chase Winovich was a pleasure to, to, to watch. Just, like, felt like he found ways to get home. Mikey Saner still, but just because we were starting to say, remember being on the sidelines of the uh, Rose Bowl, and we started, uh, I was with, um, I'm blinking. The winged helmet, Chris Breiler. And uh, I was, and we were saying, like, 
All right, any moment now, you know you're Mike. You know Mike uh, Sainer still is Mikey Sainer still is going to get his signature interception, his signature forced turnover. Didn't happen that game. It did the next. Uh, so I think that those guys are the ones where you just kind of knew they were going to make a play. You know, that would probably be it. Um, all right, finishing us out in segment two, the Recon Raider at Hamstand eighty-seven. When is the new staff going to be in place? Do you think? I know that they were hoping to have it in place by now. I'm guessing it's going to be sometime either on Thursday or Saturday. And why do I say that? Because I'm going to be at Disney those two days and certainly not around a computer. Uh, the, the, the middle day, I mean, uh, very well could also be uh, Friday at like 12 from 1230 to one. Well, cause Sarah and I will be at a spa. So whenever I'm not available is when that's going to, when everything gets solidified, but. I don't know. I, I think it's going to be, it's going to take until after Jim Harbaugh has at least said he's done plundering, pillaging the Michigan staff that he hired Grant. So he's welcome to it, I guess. But, um, you know, if, if you got to get, get, let him pick off who he's going to pick off and then you can kind of go to bat after that. All right. We are going to continue on. We've got the blue crew coming up here in just a moment. But before we do, happy Super Bowl to all who celebrate from FanDuel. That's America's number one sports book. If you're like me, Super Bowl Sunday is all about scoring the best seat on the couch, grabbing your favorite football snacks, and placing some super bets. And I know I will be doing some same-game parlays. Mostly I like the anytime touchdown scores. It, it bites me sometimes. Could have won so much money if just, like, guys that normally score or stuff like that. But, you know, they didn't in the last couple games. But, you know, nonetheless... FanDuel has so many ways for you to end the season with a W or two or three. Not only can you bet on who will win Super Bowl 58, but ask, uh, sorry, but FanDuel also has bets for which players will score a touchdown, how many points will be scored, and so much more. New customers join today, and you'll get $200 in bonus bets if your first bet of $5 or more wins. So just visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to sign up. That's FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. Make every moment more with FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NFL. All right, so I eliminated a lot of your questions in segment three because some of them were just silly, <laughs> to be honest. And when we when we get so many questions coming in, we're just I'm 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 not having it with the with the silliness. I used to like at least give you a little like aha, that's funny. It was, we're just we don't have time for that. Uh, PJ Carefree at PJ Carefree, which one of the Martindale disciples can we get to fill Minter's shoes? Hopefully, it'll be Martindale himself. Uh, Sahara B. At be cool tonight with Eric Bieniemy on the market now. Any chance Jerome gives him a call to bring him in as a QB coach, OC assistant, passing game coordinator? Now, because like, they've already got it right, and they're not going to change the scheme. You know, they've already got the scheme. They've already got guys who know how to run the scheme on offense. If he was a defensive guy, then maybe. But no, I think offensively, I think that they're set. You know, they've they've got pretty much everyone in place. Assuming, uh, you know, we haven't heard Bellamy or Mike Hart retained. I expect Bellamy is absolutely retained, and we'll see uh, on Mike Hart. I would expect that, but I don't necessarily, you know, I wouldn't put money on it either is what I would say. Let's Toast Media at Let's Toast Media. Will the uh, game plan, I remember this, I, I, this made no sense to me. Uh, will the game plan, if Orgy is the QB, would the offense look like the Cade Mack year? Uh, I'm not really sure I get what you're saying, but you're, if you, are you 
asking if Alex Orgy being the quarterback would end up looking like Kate McNamara. No, I don't think it would look anything like that. I think it would look a lot more like what Alabama's offense looked like, right? He's got a similar skill set to Jalen Milrow. I think they would run him more than they ran uh, J.J. McCarthy. He's J.J. is not brittle, but he is not nearly as much of a physical specimen as Alex Orgy. So I think they would run Orgy a lot more. And, uh, you know, I don't think, no, I think it would look completely different. Dr. Phoenix at Dr. Phoenix 480. Bill O'Brien leaving OSU is a negative for Michigan debate. No, I don't think it's an, if he does leave for Boston College, I don't think it would be a negative for Michigan. I know we all had our little laugh and everything, but uh, at the same time, I think Bill O'Brien would be someone who could make Ohio State tougher as the offensive coordinator, as a guy, and, and, you know, his play calling is suspect, but I think he would make them tougher, and I think he wouldn't abandon the run the same way. So I think it would be a positive to not have him there and to try to shift things back into Ryan Day's lap. That would be the best thing, in my opinion. I uh, should have put you up in the front. I'm sorry, DJN at Maze Rage 86. Uh, you should have been up in the uh, Victor's Valiant. Missed that somehow. Uh, if and when Juwan Howard is no longer the coach, you think Michigan goes after an outside hire or promotes someone on staff like Saudi Washington? I think they'll go outside. Um, Saudi's had his kind of opportunities and everything, but even when he had the opportunity, right, like when Juwan was out, they gave it to Phil Martelli. I mean, he obviously has a lot more experience. Um. So no, I think they'd go outside higher. I I think they need. I think the, I think they need the the basketball program needs an enema. To be honest, at this point, Brad G at Brad Go Blue eighty five. Where's Mike Hart? Leave of absence. Andrew King, AK forty seven King underscore King. Is there any truth that there are impending sanctions forthcoming? No, not to my knowledge. If so, why aren't we getting any new recruits and uh, and are having difficulties hiring outside football building? It, because the timing, uh, as far as the the Right. There's been the, the recruits. It's been multiple things. It's been NIL. It's been uncertainty about who was the head coach. Right. For the last three years. I mean, we, we'd heard how much that affected Dante Moore. You know, we've heard how that's affected other recruits, you know. So n- now, like the, the last signing class, you heard a lot of like, yeah, we kind of knew this. Would, you know, there was a possibility. So that's just kind of become what it is. So. Um, yeah. Uh, NIL, obviously, you know, you're seeing a lot of inducement, which is not legal, but it's happening anyway. So that's another issue. Michigan's not doing that, you know, transformational, not transforma- uh, transactional and all of that. Uh, and as far as the sanctions and everything, I mean, th- those are just going to be rumors forever. I mean, could they get probation or something like that? Yeah, but I mean, you've heard the worst of it, of everything. Now, what the NCAA decides to do behind closed doors, I don't know, but... I, do I believe there's some major sanctions? No, I think that's an Ohio State, Michigan State fever dream. He continued, it would be a shame to handcuff Sharon before he can even get going. I, I don't think there's going to be much concern about that, to be honest. Snake Pliskin, I love the name, at underscore Snake Pliskin underscore. Uh, why do we keep missing? Well, I should ask, Snake Pliskin off of Metal Gear Solid or Snake Pliskin off of Escape to New York slash LA? Because I like the OG, the Escape movies. Uh, why do we keep missing out on high-end recruits? What's missing in your opinion, or is it as simple as we're not paying enough? I think it's now that you're going to have some stability, that'll help. You'll have more aggressive recruiting from the head coaching position, and hopefully NIL figures out a way to if at least be like, hey, we're not going to give you money to come here. But, I mean, because like J.J. McCarthy and Blake Corum were among the top earners in college football, so you've got to make that like set the centerpiece, right? Because it's not just all about the collectives. 
that like these guys literally make money for, you know, signing with car dealerships and doing this and doing that. Right. Like, and when you're a big star, people are going to line up for you with that. If, if it it goes correctly, Michigan would be in a great spot, but unfortunately uh, it has become something completely unintended. Right. Danky Wolverine at Danky Wolverine rumblings of Harbaugh wanting to take coach Clink and Elston while he took Elston. Do you think uh, we see an entirely new defensive staff next year? Is this why Coach Moore is swinging for the fences with the Cullen hire? Uh, I mean, the swing for the fences with Cullen is partially too because he, you know, coached under Wink Martindale. So, um, but uh, I, I think that uh, there, there's certainly a chance that Clink could follow, and yep, that would mean a whole new defensive staff. But um, I think it's more, again, more important to keep the same scheme than it is to uh, do anything else. Right. And then bring him a big name. Now, if you strike out on those two and there's no one else out there that can adequately run the scheme and call the plays in a good fashion. Right. Because that's another component. Then maybe then you do have to switch gears and say, OK, we're just going to go with the best defensive coordinator we can. You know, but at this point, the most important thing is continuity schematically. Uh, Edwin Simons at uh, sorry, Simmons at Simmons underscore Edwin. Uh, what's the QB room will look like this fall? Uh, I think it's probably status quo. Keep in mind, Jaden Davis is a star guy that's coming in. And next year, you've got Carter Smith. But for now, I think it will be, you know, Jaden Davis will kind of cut his teeth. I wouldn't be surprised if you see him kind of come in here and there. And I think it's going to be a battle, honestly, between Orgy and Denegal. And whoever wins will will be the guy. And, you know, maybe the transfer portal, they go and get someone. But right now, there's not anyone in there that I'd be like, yeah, you got to go get him. So that's it. Uh Sean Malcolm asked about the DC. I'm just going to give you a shout out at Sean uh, Mal 545-41627. Uh, really, it's Colin and Martindale uh, are the ones that I've, that, I mean, I haven't heard. That's what's being reported. I don't want to act like, oh, I've got inside info there. I don't. Um, Lonnie Dub 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 at Lonnie Dub. <laughs> that was fun. Uh, with the pack entering the Big Ten next year, which team do you think will be the biggest on the field rival with Michigan? I think it will end up being Washington because you've got uh, you've got a former Michigan pass game coordinator as the head coach against the for, uh, former Michigan offensive coordinator. They beat him in the national championship game. Even though it's a complete turnover, I think there's going to be a little bit of friction there. Um, and then I think then I think USC um, wouldn't be surprised if it's Oregon. I mean, it really could be any of them, but I mean that's just kind of the order that I'm going with. Uh, which do you think will be the most intensive hatred between them and uh, Michigan? I think it'll be USC, uh, definitely. He says, for number one, he says Oregon. Number two, you think uh, UW. Well, uh, I'm going the other way with it, but, you know, we'll find out eventually. Carter Carlin at Carter Carl 53947. Any update on retaining coaches such as Hart, uh, Clink, Elston? Obviously, Elston's gone. Also, any update to Michigan football, hiring more people for the staffing and recruiting department or putting more money on NIL? Well, they're working on the, the aforementioned. Uh, so we're, we just got to wait on uh, Hart, Bellamy, and Clink. Uh, Clink is supposedly getting an offer from Jim Harbaugh. So it's a question, do you want to stay and continue what you started in Ann Arbor, or do you want less stress and go and play in the NFL? You know? Um, but as far as the staffing and the recruiting and all of that stuff, that's going to that's gonna build. But, I mean, he's got to build his staff, right? It's going to take a little bit of time, and he, he gets hired right at the end of the recruiting. Uh, you know, now it's the dead period again. but. Uh, he had to go out there and on the road and start trying to kind of work his magic on that light. So Anthony D. Tomlinson at, at Banks underscore design. How many more games before Howard is gone? Uh, nine. 
maybe I guess ten. Do they let him finish the season possibly end with a ten to twenty four record? I I don't know that they'll get to ten to twenty four. Tell me three wins on that schedule right now with the way Michigan's playing. Finishing us out, NB Hunt at NB Hunt ten. Is there any truth to the fact that we aren't retaining coaches or hiring new ones because we are being stingy when it comes to paying what they are worth? I'm hearing rumblings that to that effect. I don't believe that's the case. No, I think it's they're they're getting matched by an NFL team. Right, the the guys who are leaving aren't going to, you know, Rutgers. They're going to the National Football League, which I I said this the other day. A lot of people that watch or listen to this show don't want to hear this. The NFL is still the step up from Michigan, right? Now, that doesn't mean like, I mean, Jim Harbaugh loved Michigan. So he it was no surprise to me that he left the NFL for Michigan. But really, for pretty much anyone, their goal is more, more likely to be an NFL coach. Less time. You know, let less stress overall on the day to day. If you got a family, you can spend a heck of a lot more time with them. It's a year long grind in college, and uh, it is a lot more prestigious to be in the NFL in general. All right, that's going to do it for us today. It's going to do it for me for the week, but you can come uh, tune in Wednesday through Friday. We've got episodes already scheduled 2 p.m. every single day, uh, YouTube and wherever you listen to your podcast. Uh, but, uh, we will not uh, talk about any breaking news that may happen until Monday. So, but we do have a five-day week. It happens to be the day that I'm only around for two. That's how it works. Anyway, thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. We will talk to you again soon. Peace. Peace.